0: Welcome to the unnamed podcast, hopefully named during the course of this podcast, between myself, Simon Bennett, and Vulcan. Uh, how do you spell your, how do you say your surname? Sorry. It's Kea. Kea. Vulcan Kea. i never actually looked at your surname because of Twitter. <laughs> like it's not, it's not something you ever, I didn't think of. Anyway, I apologize. So do you want to start with an introduction? Yeah, sure. You can introduce yourself and then I'll introduce myself and then we'll go into our companies afterwards.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm Vulcan from the UK, self taught developer. Started off in like Python, moved to a job in PHP, and then went back to Python and then now Node. Yeah, so as I said, I, start, I started off with a job and then did some freelancing, but then wanted to be a founder, like after finding like some startup resources and stuff. But found out it's super difficult doing freelance and being a founder. So kind of saved up some money and just became a founder. Okay, I don't want
0: to take that risk. So I'm also from the UK. I self-taught from, I guess, when I started playing around when I was like 10 online. And then I did go the university track. Not sure whether that was worthwhile, but we can get into that another time. I came out of university into a job. During this time, I was always trying to, um, start products, but didn't get anywhere. Uh, then I became a contractor. And then as a contractor, I built SnapShooter on the side. To the point where it grew beyond the contracting work and I went full-time, which I think was 2020. I know because of COVID. So yes, <laughs> COVID-19, I uh, went full-time in 2020. Nice. Yeah. I'm too risk-averse. I'm not doing the whole save money up and then start
1: a company. <laughs> I think your, your situation was different, right? You had a family to think about. Like uh, My situation was, uh, yeah, it's just me and I can live very cheaply, so... Depends on the situation.
0: Yeah, we had a six-month-old baby when I started Snapshooter. So,
1: yeah, if that was me, I'd probably have waited even longer than you. If uh, if I had a family,
0: <laughs> I think from starting the company in 2017, it took three and a bit years to go full time. So, instantly, I wouldn't have done it the other way around of <laughs> saving up income for three years and then diving into trying to start a company from scratch. That terrifies me.
1: Yeah, maybe we can intro the, intro the companies and then talk a little bit about the, the yeah, differences sure. of the company. Actually,
0: yeah, cool. Yeah, do you want to introduce yours first, then?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm working on Vesoli, which is a, a website builder that was mainly built for like SaaS websites at the start. But I found it a bit difficult for like yeah, SaaS founders were happy you building it, but they wouldn't really share it. So then over time, I've slowly grew it and grew it. So I started in 2019 um, with a a German co-founder I met on Discord, which is similar to Slack. And i never met him before. I never had a video call. We just chatted a lot. So I think we chatted for like two, three years. Uh, And then said, okay, let's start a business together. And then, yeah, we just started hacking away on it. And it worked out quite nicely in terms of like, uh, yeah, in terms of like the results we got from it. Like we built a business and got customers and never, ever had a video call, which is, yeah. This was pre-COVID as well. So it wasn't like... That's a that's a testament to your character. <laughs> just uh, you know, I just like sitting uh, sitting in a what is it a basement and hacking away. And uh, my co-founder was the yeah, same, yeah. so we, we had perfect per- personalities for what we were doing. But I ended up buying my co-founder out in February twenty twenty one with uh, some of the profits of the company and some cash from myself. But we still talk pretty often, so it wasn't like we had a disagreement or anything. It was just like. He,
0: yeah, I was going to ask you. you're Still on like mutual terms, like you. Used to?
1: Yeah, we still talk all the time. But it's just uh, the just the difference in the vi- vision of the product, and uh, he was ready to move on, and so it made sense to buy out. And then I'm, I made good returns, like in terms of like if I was to sell it, like I would have made a nice a chunk of profit, and he got a nice nice amount of cash for to do what he wants with. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool. It went well because you hear like stories of that going really ugly, <laughs> really quick. So it was nice that you could come up with like a, I guess, a settlement fee as such, and.
1: I think we we're both really logical about it. We, so he, it was just literally like, he was like, yeah, well, uh, I'm not sure I understand the direction where this is going anymore. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, so uh, what, what should we do next? And he was like, okay, uh, we need to find a price. And then we figured out a price. Um, maybe I could talk about it another time, but that was pretty yeah. interesting how we did that. And then, yeah, so as I was saying, it basically pivoted. So it started off as a SaaS marketing website builder, pivoted into a site builder, uh, and then just slowly the product kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and then now it's basically a, a website builder that competes against like Webflow, WordPress um, It's just these huge uh, companies and that were somehow doing it. Uh, so yeah, that's solid.
0: Awesome. Okay. Going to Snapshooter then. So as I said before, it was something I started in 2017 as a side hustle. It was to solve a problem that I kept seeing happen uh, where I was working. They had lots of WordPress, digitalization servers, uh, droplets, and they kept getting hacked and their clients were paying them like literally nothing for maintenance. So in my mind, it was easier to have backups and be able to restore people <laughs> when they got hacked than it was to do any proactive maintenance on these things. Like, you know, PHP versions that are three years out of date and stuff. Probably not the best tactic, but, um, it, it formed a good backup company <laughs> principle. And, uh, yeah, after I built it or as soon as I built that for them, I realized that actually this is something you could probably just sell. Um so I put a paywall in front and that was kind of the origin of the company after many years of trying to start companies and getting nowhere. The one time I only take like a weekend to build something <laughs> someone actually pays for it. So that's something. And then um the company has migrated away from being a digital solution only a backup solution to like pretty much anything you can run on a Linux server backup solution um as of today. And we recently hired our first employee. It's been, I think about three months, four months in, which has been amazing. We'll get into that more another time. And, and we're forever. Sp- I, I think of it as growing the company horizontally. So we're supporting more, more, more things to try and <laughs> spread the net a bit wider. Cool. That's my bit
1: done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your turn. As I think it'd be good, good to uh, discuss the goals of the business as well. Cause uh, a lot of the times uh, like India, indie cover such a huge uh, range of people. So you you can start off all the way from people who just want to earn a little bit extra money on the top of their their job because they they enjoy their job. Or you can go from people trying to build a lifestyle business where they want 10K mmo and they want to sit by a beach uh, and they want to work as little as possible or they want to build. That's
0: a good point. Cause it totally changes like the mindset and the way you're going to run the company
1: exactly but on twitter you've got you've got three types of people all trying to uh, give advice but they give it they might be giving advice to the wrong person like someone like someone trying to build an ambitious startup that's trying to go for millions in ARR <laughs> giving advice to someone who's trying to build a 2k MMR business that pays their rent is a. Uh, it's just not going to work out
0: uh so what are the goals of your business i think we've got pretty similar pairing but i'd be interested to see what actually you think your ambition is
1: yeah, so it's it's all like so I've always started out that I wanted to build like a a big startup and I wasn't sure about funding or not. I was like fifty fifty most of the time. But as I've gone uh, gone along the journey, it's like I'm ninety percent sure I don't want to take funding. Like it's just the incentives are just not there. And like I I, I did actually apply for Tiny Seed back in the day, but they rejected me because I was still very early on. But now it's like I don't really need it. Like for so it's profitable. So it doesn't make much sense for me to take that funding and then reduce the options I have in the future. So yeah, the goal is basically to have ambitious bootstrap startup and hire senior folks as soon as possible. Like if I can start generating a bit more MMR, then I can pay myself a good salary and hire senior folks and then just get to work with some of the best people in the industry. I really like, I love shipping like great products as fast as possible. I just see a bunch of indie hackers as doing that. And then, it just seems really fun. And it's what I do day to day, but I love to ship faster. And something more controversial is that, (laughs) I don't know, like I have, I have no plans on doing sales ever. I have no plans on enterprise sales. I see a lot of companies that decide to do that. And then the the product founders like come off the product and then the product gets worse. And then they end up building like a subpar business and then the founders end up quitting anyways. So something I'm not thinking about uh, sales and then marketing as well. Don't plan on doing any of that really. Like I'll do some marketing, but the dream would be to partner with like world-class um Creators on YouTube. So there's people on YouTube that will create videos for like Figma and they'll, they'll create better content than Figma has created for it. So it's like, why, why spend hundreds of thousands or millions on content where you could promote other people's content, help them grow and get better content? Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it seems like a win-win. Of course, it is harder to execute in the real world, but we'll see if that's possible. And then finally, like, I'd love to build a um, like multiple products inside for Sony. Like when I'm trying to write emails, I hate it, but I have like, a, Vasodi is basically like a HTML editor, so I could build uh, emails in Vasodi. So it's just, yeah, multiple stuff in there. And like no code builder, I'd love to be able to help people build, uh, like ship code faster, like ship product faster. And that's something that in the future Vasodi could do. Cool. They
0: seem like end game ideas, aren't they? Where you see companies when they're trying to like...
1: In my head, they're they're a few years away, but yeah, it's probably a bit further away than a few years.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I've got some of those end game ideas, like uh, to try and squeeze the last bit. Cool. So I guess we're in the same sort of boat of like an ambitious bootstrap company. It's not a lifestyle business as such. It's, uh, I mean, even though I do take some liberties sometimes, but, um, I'm also trying to grow into trying to get more developers So I have one developer at the moment and he's, he's really good. And, um, I'd love to have more people like that because it's, it's amazing seeing the company or the product ship when you're literally doing nothing, it's it's like amazing. Come back after it's also in a different time zone. So I just come back in the morning and I have all these pull requests, and I'm just like, this is just the dog's bollocks. <laughs> and I'd love to see more than that. And in terms of like more myself, higher level, like I want this built, and then just poof, it appears. <laughs> that's what I want. And potentially better than you could build
1: yourself, right? In, in terms- oh,
0: absolutely. Dude, the guy's way better at programming. I don't know if that's because <laughs> I keep. Just quickly, I've had this, I've spent so much time focusing in the last five years on just getting the company to grow, that stuff like code quality and stuff like that has has always been like bottom of the list, like more important to get it shipped than to have it perfect. And it's nice to actually have someone with more strong opinions the other way, who has the time to dedicate towards getting things done nicely and building good foundations for years and years of development coming down the pipeline. So and I can continue to focus on the <laughs> like the here and now growth. So I do fancy a sales and marketing and content and all this team. So uh that would be a bit different there. I've got quite a lot of focus coming up this year really on content. And it'd be nice to get that more and more catered, um delegated away from me. because uh, it's not such a nice fun work.
1: Well, I, I actually look forward to talking about uh I think we mentioned it in Discord about uh you you your uh what is it, your traffic's going up but your uh conversion rates are going down. So I'd love to talk about that and maybe get someone else on and like see like, is it is it is it just like does it actually work? Does SEO or content actually work or is it just uh drives up the numbers?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well yeah, exactly. You hear people who are like, oh you know, get two thousand visitors a month, but they all convert. Like you're like, oh god. <laughs> that's yeah, I'd love that's to see like that. the dream. Yeah. Uh, I also put down that I'd love to build a the, um, our support team. So at the moment support is like pretty really low maintenance. Like we don't have too much stuff, but, um, I've been really key on making sure that it's fleeted by developers or people who understand the backup space very well. And that's something I want to continue as the company grows. So I don't want to have that like tier one support who have literally no idea how the product works or how backups work and stuff. So. That's just something I'm thinking about. Maybe that's a bit ambitious and maybe you do need like a less technical team to be fleeing questions about credit cards, but that's something I want to make sure when the company grows, we continue to be like excellent support. I have no plans to exit the company yet. I've had a few offers, some very attractive offers in the last couple of years, but I've um, continued to knock them down for various reasons between not ready to stop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, not quite enough to, as I said earlier, have the next idea and be not worried about it. And yeah, so, and I want to expand the company. So we're not just backing up servers, we're backing up anything and all the sun. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see which market areas uh, have the best sort of return.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways you can go with the backups. It's just, uh, what's the best way uh, attacking the market? But
0: yeah, whether well, a focus on sort of consumer grade backups for huge markets works or whether we continue to stay business focused. You briefly mentioned about enterprise sales and stuff like that. That's something we are still exploring. We haven't broken into very well, but it's something we're exploring. This year we've gone into, I applied for to become a UK government supplier. So we'll soon see whether (laughs) it's been worth the effort. It took forever to apply. So we'll see whether I get through the, I don't know what you call it, the tender process.
1: Uh, tender. Are, are there jobs? For, have you have you found any validation from that? Are there, is the government looking for these backup solutions or?
0: Yes. So, just briefly, the UK government have uh, this program called the Digital Cloud Platform, and it's a place where the government can approve vendors for four years. I think so. There's the applications open every four years. Uh, I think. And then you go on that list and then when government departments are bidding for or or need work like AWS or stuff or hosting or backups, they can go and find someone who's already approved and gone through the whole process. So they just need to like sign a contract and they're off in terms of validation of that. You can see because it's public and it's government spending where which departments have been spending on what on backups. So I can see that the, the Navy spent a fortune on backups in the last few years. So I'm not sure they'll be coming to us, but it goes all the way down to, you know, like, um, local government stuff like that. They can purchase off the approved vendor list and just makes their life easier. So we'll see whether it actually yields any results or whether the, the Navy have an even, <laughs> you know, stricter, um, you know, barrier to entry. So it'd
1: be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if it, um, generates more leads I think sales is a good approach but I think it's a different type of business I think than what I'm trying to build because uh, I've had friends have a success on like AWS uh, marketplace like Launching like uh, what is it called like APIs are now and they're, they're selling like crazy like thousand dollars or like three thousand dollars a month like yeah forty k contracts a year <laughs> just on this marketplace but it's a completely different game like there's a lot of just like enterprise contracts and uh, negotiations and follow up and stuff and it just takes time away from other parts.
0: AWS one is really interesting because lots of companies have AWS approved vendor list, so if you can get on the marketplace there, people, developers can buy you and just get it slammed on the AWS bill and don't have to do any like legwork with accounting <laughs> so it's also on the list of stuff to to have a look at to see whether we can just become an add-on
1: yeah i think that, that can make sense but yeah it's just once again different different way of uh, generating revenue
0: so i briefly wanted to cover the name of this podcast at the moment we're the unnamed podcast but that's not going to do that's not going to come up on searches on your phone so
1: <laughs> yeah i thought it'd be interesting to discuss the name so yeah discuss the name on the podcast and just generate an outside so I had uh what is it? Two ideas. Mine was a uh, ship faster or ship SaaS faster, something like that. Yeah. Or um, like indie indie sass founders, just for like uh, covering the basis.
0: Yeah. I kind of want to go with the six am founders because I know that you get up particularly early. And when I started my company and I was still contracting, I was getting up at like half past five and I was getting in the time before uh work started. But yeah, okay, that's not really me anymore. <laughs> I am full time at work. I know you still get up early and you shift your day around, but um, yeah, and it's not also stuff for keywords. I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted to go for a real bad one, like indie SaaS bootstrapper podcast with <laughs> funding, no funding millionaires. Uh,
1: yeah, classic keyword you know, stuffing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure we start the name with an A, get top of the index. You know, ambitious. Yeah. So, but I do like the, the, the ship SaaS founders or something. I, something like that. The, yeah. Ship SAS faster founders podcast. I don't know. What did, was it ship SaaS faster? Is that what you were saying?
1: Yeah. I think ship SaaS, ship SaaS faster. Cause then we're, we, then we're stuffing for the SaaS keyword. And uh, I like the idea of shipping faster because most people default to just shipping slowly. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I like getting SaaS there as well because that's primarily where we are. We're not there's no element of contracting or trying to start a, a course or something like that. Any of the, I guess, stair step approach. Yes, uh, strictly uh,
1: strictly focused SaaS, and I I enjoy that podcast where it's just strictly SaaS.
0: Okay, let's go with that then. If you're happy with that one, we'll go with the ship SaaS faster podcast.
1: That's well.
0: Awesome. Okay, I have to redo the intro. Uh, <laughs> Why did you want to start a podcast? Is it just because I bullied you into starting a podcast?
1: Or no, I, I enjoy all the podcasts. I've been listening to um, these uh, bootstrap podcasts for ages. I've I listened to maybe like ten of them. Uh, like, uh, and so, like I always listen to them. And sometimes some of these podcasts go on and off right as real life happens to them. I just enjoy them so much. It's just been I've been heads down on products. So I didn't think that was interesting, but now I'm trying to get more into marketing. It makes sense to uh, hey, have accountability from a podcast potentially have marketing and uh, I just enjoy doing them. So
0: That's cool. I enjoyed doing it. I've had a podcast before, but the uh, the uh other person on the podcast sort of stopped focusing on a SaaS. And at the time I kind of wanted to stop talking. I was actually building a different SaaS company at the time to Snapshooter. So it was like, I guess, interesting talking about fresh starts, but the focus now is very much on Snapshooter. And I wanted to talk about that and selfishly build an audience and gain more customers <laughs> <laughs> and get some accountability. That was like one of the cool things about it was being able to set some sort of goals and keep track of them. Cause otherwise it's like, I get shiny object syndrome all the time.
1: Yeah. I'll try to hold you accountable for that and just keep a focus on one product and just trying to grow it.
0: Y- yeah. Yeah. No new companies, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no new discussion. Yeah. None of that.
0: Have you got suggestions of how we can grow the podcast? I know we haven't started and uh, it'd be good if we actually ain't good at,
1: <laughs> if, we're, if we're terrible. I think, I think it's good to think about how, uh, how you can grow a product. The same, yeah. How you can grow a product how you can grow a podcast at the start of it instead of just trying to uh, like, yeah, just breeze through. So of course Twitter, like uh, we both, like you have a big, like a semi big following and I have like a little following. Uh, so there's potentially, there's a bunch of, uh, founders we could, who, who listen to podcasts who could listen to us as well. I think the big one was if, if we can somehow join other podcasts like this and maybe just like do an introduction to ourselves and then s- tell them we've got a podcast. That's the way I normally find out about other, other of these podcasts is like, um, that's my thinking. What do you think about guests? Cause sometimes guests are a good
0: way, especially if you find the guests with a good audience. Yeah.
1: There's a bunch of these people I love to interview. I'm not too
0: fussed to be honest. I kind of, I don't mind like, I like the podcast between two SaaS founders and I like it when they sparingly invite a guest like to cover a slot and stuff. I'm not t- a big fan of like interview shows.
1: Well, it's more like I, I want them to interview us, right? So if, if it, like there's, there's some people like yeah. uh, Matt Winston, if he came on and just started like roasting our business, so, <laughs> like, that would be amazing. I'd love that.
0: Yeah. There was, what's it? Brian Castle. And he went on the above board podcast and grilled them. And that was, it was a really good show. Yeah.
1: There's, there's been a few of these and I, I love them. Uh, okay. I think I love that. All right. Yeah. So that, that would be my, that would be my style of guests coming in. Like guest, yeah. guest hosts.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're not allowed to talk about themselves at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I guess the other thing to say about podcasts is hopefully a weekly cadence.
1: Right. I'd say it has to be weekly. Uh, no missing. Has to be
0: weekly. Oh, I mean, I am going on holiday in August, so we might have to do it. You might have to find a guest to host.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: okay, weekly. You're holding accountable to that. See.
1: Yeah, I think otherwise it's, it's easy to get off track. If you, if it's like every two weeks, it's easy to skip a week. But weekly, it's like okay, we're here every Tuesday morning, every Tuesday afternoon.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I think this is a good uh, a good intro show, anyway. Much better than the first intro show we're never going to publish. Yeah, well, that's never going anywhere, so. (laughs) No, cool. (laughs) Cool. All right, everyone. uh, We'll catch you for the next episode of, where did I write it down? The Ship Sass Faster podcast. Yep. See you.
1: See you next week.